I love those old TNA conference calls where I uh, make these guys cut radio IDs for me. I still have all of them. Uh, Michael Bussler is uh, going to join us here on Skype here in just a few seconds. He is going to talk to us about some of the different things going on in the world around us. And I believe we've got our guest, Michael Bussler, with us. How are Thank you, me. Doctor? I'm doing very well. How are you doing? <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good. It's been a uh, it's been a very interesting topsy turvy day here, but uh, <laughs> at least we've got some normalcy with you. So uh, <laughs> that's fantastic. Um, so, Doctor, uh, th- there is a lot going on with uh, the economy, and one of the things that I love about you is that you you analyze and you understand how all this works. Um, with Trump out of there, yeah, it's become <laughs> kind of a free for all. Um, Amazon has decided that it likes America again. So, what 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 is going on with with all this? Because there's so many things happening uh, with the economy and 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 the way people are, are are working things out and going about their day. So let's start off. You mentioned uh, Amazon. Yes. So. Uh, Amazon has a very extensive distribution system. As you know, um, uh, people order things on Amazon, literally hundreds of thousands of things they carry, and then the next day the package shows up on your doorstep. So they have an excellent distribution system. Um, They should have or could have uh, offered assistance in the distribution of these vaccines much sooner than they than they did. Yeah, and you take a look what uh, the Trump administration did. So um, they the virus came to the states in in late January, and we know what what happened. President Trump set up this uh, Operation Warp Speed. He said in order to cure this and end this uh, epidemic pandemic, we yeah. need to get a vaccine approved as quickly as possible. His experts told him that's generally a three to five year process. He said, we can't wait that long. Uh, So he said, look, we've got to get this through as quickly as possible, as safely, go through all the trials you have to go through, Mm -hmm. but we need to get this through quicker. Um, Two things he did. So one, um, he sped up the the process and um, called in the executives of the uh, pharmaceutical companies and said, look, how quickly can we do this and how sure are you that this is going to get approved? Well, they said we can speed up this if we try a few things. Maybe by the end of the year we can get a vaccine approved, which they did. More importantly, uh, typically uh, pharmaceutical companies don't start manufacturing some, something until they have approval. Cause they don't yes. Make something and then, so yes. Trump said, well, how long does that take? He said, well, another four to six months after approval. <laughs> Can't wait for that either. <laughs> no. So he said, if you're confident, fairly confident that this will be approved, I'm going to take a chance and I'm going to buy the vaccine from you now so that when it is approved, you'll have doses ready uh, to be shipped out. So the approvals came, ironically, just after the election. Uh, <laughs> and within about 60 days, um, there were more than 40 million doses produced and sent out. Now, unfortunately, only about half of them 
Uh, as of yesterday, about 21 million had been put into uh, people's arms, but uh, he did get 40 million uh, produced relatively early. Then he said, look, every state has their own way of doing things, so I'm going to allocate this based on population by by state and let the states be in charge of the best way to distribute this. He did get um, uh, Federal Express and UPS to help with the distribution. He could have used Amazon to, to help. So the problem we have now is that we have vaccines that are made, but they're not distributed properly. Amazon could have helped with that. They decided not to offer their help until President Trump was out of office. Um, and I don't know if that's a coincidence. I don't think it is. <laughs> no. Um, companies like that, they place their hate of Trump above their love for the country. And it's hurting people. And uh, even if they could have sped this up by a couple of weeks, um, I mean, we're up to three, 4,000 uh, people uh, a day uh, have been dying. So uh, no, I've got that number down a little bit. But yeah. had they been able to speed this up, Amazon, by lending some help, you might have been able to save fifteen or 20,000 lives. Horrible what they did. Yes, yes. And uh, that is the one thing about this whole thing. I just am floored by the, the, the fact that uh, during a worldwide pandemic, we have all these companies, we have all these folks who just don't seem to care it, yeah. give, give, give us yeah. your take on on this doctor well there, uh, it seems to be uh, look there's a lot of people that strongly dislike president trump uh, yes. even though he's out of office they want to impeach him again and he's already out of office <laughs> that's I'm not so sure ridiculous that's um and there, these uh people are placing their hate for president trump above their love for the, the country. It's yes. causing problems, not just in this uh, virus and the, the vaccines, but it's causing problems in a lot of other areas. Now, you mentioned what's going to happen with the economy. So let's yes. talk about that for a minute. Yes. So I expect, um, assuming the vaccine gets out and into people's arms, and maybe by around June, June, we should have enough out there that the number of cases has gone down significantly and the economy can reopen again. And yeah. I expect uh, this year to see very strong growth. You're probably looking at annual growth this year. Again, there's a lot of variables depending on when oh, the vaccine yeah. gets distributed. But if it uh, gets distributed by June, I could see um, the economy growing by about a 6% rate for this year. That's the best we've had uh, in decades. Yes. Now, what happens after that depends upon what Biden does. If he's he's talking about raising uh, everybody's taxes, wants to do away with the tax cuts passed in 2018, yeah. that raises every taxpayer's taxes by 10%. So taxes are going to go up. He's also talking about raising uh, corporate income tax from yes. 21 to um, 28%. Yeah. Uh, that, too, will reduce capital formation and tend to slow down the uh, economy. So, and he's also talking about raising the capital gains tax so that capital gains is taxed at ordinary income rates, which means for high income earners could be as high as 39%. That too will reduce capital formation. Since we have a capital intensive economy, so 
So what does that mean? Capital yeah. intensive means when we make things, we don't have a big factory with a thousand people working in there. We have a big factory with a hundred people and 900 robots and artificial intelligence making yeah. products. So you need capital in order to be able to do that. By, by raising the taxes, you're destroying capital formation, which means we have less capital. That will tend to slow growth. Making the problem worse, the federal government deficit last year was $3 trillion, and it'll probably be close wow. to that this year. So the federal and to finance the deficit, they have to sell bonds. Sometimes the Federal Reserve just literally prints up money to buy the bonds, but most of the bonds are bought by the public, and uh, it comes out of capital markets. When you have a shortage of capital in a capital-intensive economy, it means business can't grow. And if uh, Biden has stimulated demand because he's given away all this free stuff, you get yeah. high demand. And if they can't respond to that by increasing output, the only thing left to do is raise prices. So this could lead to a stagflation problem where you have a stagnant economy wow. and inflation. So I feel good about this year depending on what Biden does with his uh, tax policy will determine what happens going forward. We have got a uh, great guest with us today. Do Dr. Michael Boozler is with us. And uh, I I'll tell you, doctor, there, there seems to be a lot of upheaval with, uh, with, with Biden. Um, uh, a lot of you know, you you being an economics expert, you, you you'll be able to uh, you'll be able to explain this to, to to folks a little bit better than than me. Why is it when the Republicans are in power, they are all about um, the budget, and when the Democrats are in power, they're all about the budget. But when it's reversed and the other is in power, nobody cares and they spend money like crazy. <laughs> yeah. So um, last year, 2020, because we went into a very deep, it was short-lived, but a very deep recession, yeah. uh, the, the focus uh, turned to getting us out of the recession, even if it built up the deficit and the public debt e even more. Yeah. Um, now that the economy is turning around, it still needs a little more stimulus and the view will probably be that a stimulus package right now is more important than worrying about a budget deficit. However, yeah. this is gonna catch up with us. Uh, so how bad is the, the, the problem? Um, the public debt, which is the total of all deficits we've run up over time. Oh yeah. The, the public debt was 23 trillion at the end of 2019. Wow. We added three trillion to it in 2020, so you're up to 26 trillion, and we're probably going to add another two to three trillion this year. Could take you up to 29 trillion. Now, is that a problem? Most economists will say if the public debt is less than one year's GDP, you're okay. If it gets above one year's GDP, it causes problems. GDP will be less than 21 trillion this year, and we're looking at a, a 29 trillion dollar debt. So wow. It's, large by anybody's standards. So what kind of problems does that cause? There are two problems. One, interest has to be paid on that debt and annually. Interest rates are low now, but they will go up at yep. some point. Yep. But even at the low interest rates, it costs 400 billion a year 
for the what? interest expenses that that that's almost 10% of government spending that's 400 billion that could be used for something more productive than simply paying interest rates that's yeah. the first problem the second problem and i alluded to before is what we call the crowding out effect if if this, if government is borrowing all this money and taking it out of capital markets there's not enough left over for business to expand or even for people to get mortgages or loans yeah yeah. That's going to tend to stagnate the economy. So what we need to do is get the, the deficit down and eventually somehow try to attack the public debt problem. It's a very difficult problem. Even once the virus issue goes away, it's still a difficult problem. Why is that? Um, of the government budget, about 62% of it goes for Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid. Yes. Now, if any politician says, I'm going to cut there, they're, they're Yeah, done. they're done. <laughs> so it's, 60, it's roughly 62% of the budget. Another 10% goes to pay interest on the public debt, which we have to pay. Yeah. That leaves only less than 30% of the spending that, that we can cut. And of that 30%, roughly... Half of it is for defense spending and half of it is for domestic programs. And most people say, look, the military was decimated. President Trump did build it back up again. We don't want to cut much out of the military. The Democrats say you don't want to cut anything or out of um, spending on domestic programs. In fact, we want to add spending for domestic <laughs> programs. Yes. So if the Democrats want to spend money on domestic programs, you can't cut there. The Republicans don't want the military. You can't <laughs> cut there. You have to pay interest on the public debt. You can't cut there. The only thing left is Social Security and Medicare. Yes. And politically, that's That very is difficult. not a – that's kind of a suicide mission. I'll tell you, I think if you want my view, the only way out of this – and nobody's going to like this. But the only <laughs> way out of this, if you can't come up with a good solution, you come up with the solution that's the least bad. So okay. what would be the least bad <laughs> solution? Okay. Yes. What we have to do is raise the retirement age and the age that you collect Medicare at least to 70 and maybe as high as 72 or 75. And I know that's extremely unpopular. But keep in mind, when they put Social Security in in the mid-1930s, you retired at 65. The average person lived to be only 67. So you're only collecting yes. for a couple of years. Today, people are living well into their 80s, 90s. And there are people, there's a percentage of the population living to be over 100. You can't start collecting at 65 and expect to collect for the next 30 or 40 years. <laughs> so the only thing left to do is to raise the retirement age and the age for uh, Medicare. And I know that's extremely unpopular, but I think it's the least yep. bad solution. Well, uh, well, Doctor, you, you are always just so full of information. And uh, I just... Uh, Always appreciate you being on with us. Thanks for doing this today, my friend, and thanks for uh, thank laying this out. Also, thank you for being one of these guys who's who's uh, like, like, like you explained it earlier. That the, the the Democrats always want to have all these all these different programs, and the Republicans never want to cut the military. Thank you for admitting all this. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it. Well, uh, before we let you go, how do people get in touch with you on the web and get your books and everything? 
Sure. So um, you can follow me on Twitter. I tweet out all my columns. That's at M Bustler. That's at M B U S L E R. If you have a Facebook page, search for Funding Democracy. Funding Democracy. You'll see all my columns. And if you followed me, I'd be real happy about that. Fantastic. Well, uh, Doctor, have yourself a wonderful, wonderful day. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Appreciate it. There he goes, Dr. Michael Bustler. And uh, we are going to take a timeout. Oh, we got more coming up on the other side. It is the big broadcast, and we are on the stream at jiggyjaguar.com.